So as I mentioned earlier, we took this year in the life of Jesus, and we'll be continuing it through Advent as well. But uh, when we look at what we could we spend a year that would be the most transformative, uh, there would be very few things you could do for a year that could change you more than spending time with Jesus. And our hope and our prayer in the midst of that as we looked at him was we saw who he loved, how he lived, who he cared about, the words he said, that we would get a bigger picture, that we would be drawn in. And as we were drawn in, as we came to the sermon that has the directives, that has more of the ways that we're to live, that we would want to be able to reflect that more because we were already drawn to him. And so we've spent these weeks going through this teaching that uh, lays out a hope and a vision for his kingdom. And it's a challenging one. It challenges us in so many different ways. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to be. There's a lot of hope and trust he places in us both individually and as the church together. And one of the things that we were reflecting on is we've had several weeks now where we've been pouring through the Sermon on the Mount. We've taken bits and pieces of it and spent a lot of time with it. But the original hearers heard the sermon in one chunk. Uh, they were on the side of the mountain and they heard it all in one take. And so as we wrap up the series, we wanted to have the opportunity to do the same thing. We wanted to take this opportunity to hear the words of the sermon all together and that we would have time to reflect on it. So I'm going to invite Mary Lee Carter out on stage. Um, it would have been a, a bit disruptive probably as they heard the sermon, as they, the chapters leading up to it, it says they were out doing ministry, they were seeing Jesus doing all these healings, and all of a sudden Jesus pulled them together on the side of the mountain and he began to teach them. And so we wanted it to feel a little different. We don't normally do a lot of scripture all in one chunk. Uh, we have a female Jesus with us today. We wanted it to feel a little different, and she's going to be doing it in a dramatic way so that we could have a chance to sit in it. Maybe in the first way that they would have been different in hearing it, we would have the opportunity to do that as well. So Jesus began to teach them, and this is what he said. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men 
that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth, under heaven and earth disappear. Not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with their brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there is something you remember your brother has against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way. Or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth. You will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, then gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than to lose your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you've made to the Lord. 
But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other one. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, then let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. 
This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up treasures in heaven, on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what will I drink? Or what shall we wear? 
For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured on you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you into pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? <laughs> if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? 
then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. And they were amazed at his teaching. It said that those who heard it were amazed because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. His words changed their life. The trajectory of so many of their lives changed from that day and the ways they lived it out. And I find it interesting after all the pictures of the kingdom he painted and after all of the things he told us to do and be and everything else, the question he left with is where's your foundation? Because the storms are coming and we all know it. We've all experienced it. Storms come and that is a real part of our life and they've happened before and they'll happen again and it all matters on where the foundation is built is how you will weather the storm his care at the end I find so compelling because after all of the pictures he he looks at them so personally and says where is your foundation because there is a real foundation to this there is real hope there is a real place to put our lives and it's incredible because it was him as he sat there with him he says it's me guys it's me follow me. This is the foundation. And he's left us with the church as his foundation. He's left us with the communion meal as a reminder of the foundation of that life. So where's your foundation? After all of it, because any of it to live this out, our foundation has to be in the right place. It has to be built on the rock and that rock is Jesus. That's why we spent a year with him. Because if it's not that, the winds will come and the storms will come and your house will wash away. And we've seen it. And I bet most of us have experienced it in the times when our house has been built in the wrong area.